What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Higher Purpose Podcast, Episode 6. I'm Chris Wortman. I'm Brandon Petta, and our guest today is the one and only Tyler Hammett. How are we doing today, Tyler? I'm doing absolutely amazing, fellas. Thank you for having me. It's a, it's a blessing and a pleasure to be here. Absolutely. We're hyped to have you. And um, first, I just wanted to announce that the new Legacy Fitness Club has just opened up. Our address is 3637 Carmen Road. Hours of operation are going to be 6 a.m. to 9 p.m. Monday through Thursday, 6 to 7 on Fridays, and then 7 to 3 Saturday and Sunday. So if you're looking for a new gym, you want to check out the freshest, nicest gym in the area, <laughs> come stop by, give me a visit, um, and I'd be more than happy to show you around, set you up. Uh, we have all brand new equipment here. The culture's unmatched. The vibes are amazing. So feel free, come on down, and uh, I'll be happy to take care of you. Let's go. Legacy 2.0 is the real deal, baby. Um, but all right, back to the pod. Sorry uh, as we digress, Ty. But we have Tyler Hammett, like I said. Ty is my guy. He is my so so Ty pretty much was my mentor. Yo, I was thinking about this too, Ty. Literally around this time last year was when I started like at metabolic, like as an intern. And that's where I met Ty. Yeah, bro. Like December last year. Ty uh Ty was the one who trained me. He was my mentor. He took me under his wing and he was really the the first person to uh, really introduce me to uh, to fitness and to training, and and I learned so so much from him. And honestly, Ty, like I want I I want to tell you, bro, like I am genuinely so grateful that we got paired up together, like at Metabolic, like more so like than anyone else. Like it was like it was match made in heaven. This man and me, like he taught me so much about training, but but even more so, I think that we learned over time how similar our, our values and, and morals are um, when it comes to, when it comes to life in general, but honestly, it, we have such similar philosophies when it comes to overall health um, and our mindset and just a incredible, incredible guy, super talented and smart. And, and I'm just so thankful that uh, I was under your wing, my friend. Well, uh, let me just say thank you, man. I appreciate it. Um, about to make me start crying. Don't do this to me, B. Um, no, honestly, man, it, it was, uh, yeah, I can't believe that it's actually been this long. It's actually been a whole year since. But, uh, yeah, it was, uh, I could just tell, you know, from the moment I mentioned the thirst, the lust that you had to get better, to want to train clients and want to generally help people, not just get into it for, you know, whatever your own personal reasons are, getting into the fitness industry. But, um, yeah, man, it was a pleasure to uh, meet you back then. And I'm still, you know, happy to be in your circle now and continue to grow as we do each day. So thanks yeah. for having me. Hell yeah. Um, I was gonna say, yeah, Tyler, tell me a little bit like about your journey. Like what got you into coaching and where mm-hmm. you met and what, what are you doing now? For sure. For sure. So, I mean, as far as like, you know, basically just like athletics in general, like I always, I, um, I'm, well, let me just preface it. I'm seven feet tall. So I always uh, was huge, obviously a basketball player growing up. Um, I was always the tall kid. Um, wasn't always in shape and, you know, like coordinated and such, but always super interested in sports and athletics. So, um, you know, I started playing basketball and I think what really got me into, so I started really playing, getting serious about basketball from my junior year of high school and, uh, really just wanted to be the best athlete I could be. Generally speaking, I wanted to, you know, have the highest level of performance, jump my highest, run the fastest. And that's really where I got invested in and dove into, uh, strength training, focusing on, you know, um, proper, you know, mobility, making sure that like 
I'm able to perform at the level I want to reach. Because my dream, like most people who play basketball, is to go to the NBA. Um, so that being said, um, I went and played uh, college basketball um, down at Malloy College in uh, Long Island after high school. And uh, then I played a year of pro basketball over in Germany. And then after that, I was going to continue my process of playing. And my body was like, you need some, you need some time off. <laughs> you need to, to relax a little bit. I've, I think in hindsight now I can see the training modalities, the lack of rest, um, so many different things that I used to do to my body and the mindset that I took into training is what actually caused me to kind of be, or caused my body to get to the point of which it was at. Um, and along that, a lot coupled with, I have a, a pretty substantial leg length differential. So I had to deal with back problems and such up the chain. But what my own personal problems did, and you know, we all have them, so I don't use it as an excuse, but it forced me to learn more about myself and learn more about the human body and how you should be training your recovery, your nutrition. Um, so many things as a young athlete that we're not taught. Um, we're taught go in the weight room and die <laughs> and basically bury yourself, work as hard as you can. Um, if you're sore, if you're in pain, if you're any, it doesn't matter. You just keep going. Like, I think that mindset to a certain extent, yes, having intense sessions is definitely, um, definitely beneficial for athletes and for people in general to see change. But um, there's obviously, you know, a varying, a varying level to which we should take it to. So I say all that. To say once my basketball career was over, um, I dove right into it. I was uh, already studying up on my NASM in the meantime while I was working and training to go back overseas. Um, I was training a couple of my friends here and there. And then, yeah, I dove right in, hopped into a group training for five years uh, where I met Brandon at, uh, at Metabolic. And, five and years. that was it. From there, it was history. What was that? Five years at Metabolic? Yeah, yeah, yep, yeah. So I was, I was at Metabolic for... Uh, just I think just short of five years. So um, Metabolic is uh, for people who don't know is um, it's a strength training um, boutique fitness gym in upstate New York, and it's a group training. So uh, yeah, I did that for five years, and uh, then transitioned uh, recently this past May into running my own business, Nourish with Ty, right here. So Nourish, <laughs> the big Nourish is what they call me. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so you know, hopped into there and was. Uh, yeah, business has been, as you guys know, entrepreneurship and business has been a roller coaster since, but um, I'm happy to be here, man. I'm happy to be able to continue to live my passion, to be able to help others and to be able to bestow upon other people like the knowledge that I've been able to, you know, gain in, in a crew through athletic sports and just working with hundreds, no, not thousands of people now at this point. Um, and just be able to relay that to the masses because I truly believe that you know, if we have the proper knowledge, the proper tools, like we are able to build a lifestyle and a life and able to nourish ourselves for every season of life. So. Ty, that's an incredible journey, my friend. And uh, I know, so you were talking about with your like philosophies when it does come to training, but I want to ask when it comes to living a healthy life overall, do you think it's just, it's just uh, training that makes someone live this high quality, healthy life? Or what are the aspects that, that you think play a, a major role and a huge part of someone living an overall healthy lifestyle and so that they can nourish themselves? Yeah, 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 for sure. Um, so honestly, like at the whole premise of what, you know, nourishing yourself and, uh, when working with clients, you know, I have four pillars in which we like to make sure we're 
staying aligned with, which make sure we're focusing our goals upon. And those are nutrition, uh, making sure we're focusing on proper nutrition, um, our proper movement. So training, movement of your body, you know, also is encompassed in there. Um, proper healthy habits to make sure we're forming habits to make sure we are able to stay consistent over time. And from there, last but not least, I, honestly, this might even be the most important, but is our mindfulness and make sure we are paying attention to not only our mental health, but our gratitude, uh, you know, focusing on not everything that it is just simply in our physical capability and our physical world, but also what's in between our ears as well. So, you know, basing up our, our nutrition upon those four pillars and making sure that we are, you know, giving to each of those buckets every single day allows us to stay successful over the long term. What I always, what I always like kind of refer to or what I compare it to is like the four wheels on a car, right? If one of those isn't, you know, operating at its best, you're still going to be able to go, you know, the car's still going to go to some extent. Now, if two of them get like that, we might have a different story. Um, but, you know, if you have, you know, maybe just one that's not at, operating at its highest level, the car will still be able to move and travel, but you're going to go at a much slower pace and you're not going to reach your destination or you may end up you know, falling off even a little bit more. So just making sure that we're able to keep everything in balance and noticing, you know, noticing also that this isn't a all or nothing kind of mindset, you know? Yeah, man, hundred percent. And what is some of the ways that you do incorporate mindfulness practices like for your clients or how do you, um, like, how do you suggest them to go about that and incorporate it in their daily life? Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. So in terms of mindfulness, um, two things that generally like stick out to me the most is for sure is, uh, just the actual practice of gratitude, um, man, it's, it, and it seems, I think when we talk about gratitude, a lot of the times I feel that like people can get a notion that it seems like it's something that's like fake or something that's like kind of corny, but I mean, man, it's serious. If there's, if there's anything that I, that I've seen, I've been able to see with my own eyes and learn from, you know, getting out of, you know, small Albany upstate New York. And when you go to bigger cities, especially too, and see where there's more people gathered around, you're able to, there's a comparison factor, right? The same as if you went to New York City, you see the the difference in just wealth, the difference in um, ability and the difference that people can take into their everyday life. Meaning, you know, I, I may be so stressed out and, you know, worried about, oh, I got to do this post today and do this email or train this person. Man, I, I drive past people all the time that are standing on the corner and are, are begging just for money to live, are begging just for food to survive, veterans, um, people who are just way less fortunate, you know, than, than I was myself. And it's, it's so easy. I feel to get caught up in our everyday life of like, you know, all the stresses that our stresses are relative to our situation. But I think when we're able to take a moment, step back, be grateful for what we have, you can change your mindset, like in the click of a dime. You know what I mean? I have a, I have a house over my head. I have a car sitting in the driveway. That's so much more than so many other people. You know what I mean? Um, Hitting the nail on the head, man. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm a huge, like, I watch, I love Tony Robbins. So I don't Yo, know. I was going to, I was going to so, bring that up because yeah. Ty does too. Okay. I <laughs> a virtual seminar last summer. So about a year and a half ago now. And he talked about like practicing gratitude first thing when you wake up and it's priming your brain for the day. And it's something that I started to implement. So like, First things first, like right when I wake up in the morning, I'm thinking like thoughts of like even the simplest things. Like I'm people complain about going to the gym, but I'm like, I'm so grateful that I have a chance to work out today. I'm so grateful that like I have my health, I can walk, I have just even the smallest of things. And um, 
it helped to like start my day on a really high note. And I noticed that that, because usually we wake up stressed. It's like, oh my God, I get back to these emails, DMs, like text, but it would always like start me in this like peaceful, calm state. Um, and then another thing too, is like with starting in growing legacy, like doing this business and like these past probably five months of my life have never been crazier. Like I, there's times nope. where I have a breakdown and cry. Like it happens all the time. And I do a lot of work with people one-on-one and um, I just know like some practicing gratitude got me through so many like hard days where it'd be like, I'd be in a piss poor mood. And it's like, why am I in a bad mood? Like I would literally take control of my state, think about things I'm grateful for. And it's like, I literally have everything that I could have ever asked for. So it's like, stop being in a bad mood, like be happy. And it's like, people, I call it rewiring your thoughts and like perspective on things, but yeah. I don't care how bad things really seem or like we can always like reshape our thoughts and make and practice gratitude and it can literally change your entire life. Yeah. Yeah. No, a hundred percent. I agree. Like this is like, and again, like think of like, what do most people get stressed about? I feel like generally speaking, um, at least on like, you know, people are like in our industry, it's definitely, it's like business, right. Or it's like having to work out or trying to figure out like what we have to eat in order to like hit our goals or like things of that nature. Right. The way I look at it is I say, okay, like those are what, is, that's, what's really stressing ourselves. Uh, that's, what's really stressing us out. Right. Like let's take a step back for a second. You have two legs, you have two arms, you have a heart that works correctly. Your brain works well. Like you have the ability to go to a gym. Right. There's so many like, oh man. And I think it's because we subjectify it to everyone else and we compare ourselves right to everyone else that's around us. So when we're on Instagram and in the social media world, or if we're in the, the gym and fitness industry, like we're comparing ourselves to other people who are in that, within like that bubble. But I think when you can step back and look, you're like, oh my goodness, <laughs> like I can move my body today. I'm so thankful and grateful that I can go to the gym, that I can challenge myself. It's a privilege. It's a privilege. It's a privilege to be able to go to the grocery store and be able to pick what you want to eat. Right. Just even that, like there's so many different things. I feel like like when you really sit and think about it and I can I can look back personally within myself and think of times when I was stressed or I was really, you know, say in a bad mood from generally speaking for me, it's definitely it's usually something with work. And I'm just like, man, but like you have a career, you have a job, you have a passion, you have something that's driving you every day and you have a goal to reach. There's so many people that don't even have that basic you know, standpoint within them. So um, yeah, no, I a hundred percent agree. And I love that, you know, you're a huge proponent of Tony and, uh, if, quick shout out to Tony. If nobody, if, if anybody's listened to this and they have not done any self-development or inner work, take any and absolutely listen to anything from Tony Robbins. Hey, waking the child within. There we go. And it will, uh, and it, it will, it will, it will help to change your life. hundred percent. Um, Dad, we used to always do uh, when I was first starting as a, the coach at metabolic, me and Ty used to always say, change your state, change your life. I was, I was constantly like, if I was like nervous, like to, to teach in front of like the first class, cause it's like, you're one, you're one coach, like especially as a new coach in the fitness world, 35 people. Um, it was nerve wracking, man, for some of my first classes. So me and Ty used to always say, change your state, change your life. I used so to, true. I used to hit like going the jump rope before classes to hype myself up to get going. And, and one thing you guys will love my, uh, at home, I have a little trampoline 
at home. And I've been like, before like a call or doing something like to get myself ready to go, I've been jumping on the trampoline. Tony does that right before his seminars. And it's just like, it's so true, man. It's, it's incredible. Movement is energy. It yeah. changes your, uh, your body leads your emotions, as he says. Yeah. Man. So movement, movement really is energy. I hundred percent agree. And like, and that's why I, you know, made movement one of my main pillars because, you know, as far as obviously like what I do for a living is a, a, you know, I'm a nutrition coach and personal trainer and yoga teacher too. But that being said, it's like, it's all different forms of movement. Exercise is movement. You know, training is a form of movement in general. Um, I think to, uh, to fully answer your question uh, too, Chris, like um, as far as, uh, um, or as Brandon, one of you guys asked me, but as far as like in terms of uh, like the mindfulness um, also too, and just as a, something as a practice, um, and I know you guys do this also as well is our meditation um meditation especially i feel like as a male um and i'm not subject subjectifying this you know sexually the reason i say it is i feel that as men uh we are not taught how to deal with our our anger our emotions um like at all <laughs> i feel like realistically a lot growing up we're just kind of you know cold world tough you got to figure it out you don't talk about it you swallow it you compartmentalize it and keep moving um but taking the time to meditate, to help yourself de-stress from the situation um, and really get in tune with just who you are and who your being is and focusing on your breath and your intent and what you want to accomplish. You can meditate on anything and it's, it's a small practice. Um, currently right now, I, I do it for 10 minutes in the morning and 10 minutes at night. Um, Cause like you said, Chris, starting the day off with gratitude and you know feeling good going into your day, like you need that. I, I immediately, as soon as I wake up, will start thinking about, my business, right? Just like you guys do. So it's like, I need that time, that clarity to refocus. And then um, there's something I have my clients do as well. I'm not, you know, try to do 10 in the morning and then 10 at night to get you uh, focused going into the nighttime to help with a proper uh, sleep pattern and to also institute some good sleep hygiene. Um, many, many, many people, especially with the bringing about of cell phones, obviously in social media, uh, have horrible sleep patterns because they're on blue lights for you know, until one or two in the morning, which affects your sleep patterns and all that. But getting back to what I was saying, as far as meditation goes, like it just, it's such a phenomenal tool in order for you to be able to properly control your emotions and learn how to just be better connected to yourself. Because I, I feel as a society, when we look for something to help fix us or to deal with the pain or to, um, therapy is something that a lot of people try to demonize. And then, and, or if we don't go that route, it's alcohol or people depend on alcohol to try to deal with stuff. So meditation, man, you don't need drugs, just meditate. I'm telling you. Bro, a million percent, man. I love, obviously, Ty, we've had the conversation about meditation, man. And I use it, dude, I love it as a tool for myself. And there is never one time I've ever meditated when I've regretted it. Not one time in my life. There's literally only a handful of things that I've done in my life that I can say, I don't think I've ever regretted ever doing them. It's like meditation, yoga, reading, those three things right there. I don't know if I've ever come out of those saying like, why wow, I shouldn't have done that. Like <laughs> not even one time. Yeah, uh, and, uh, and dude, it's just like, for me, sometimes like um, when I'm moving quickly and I'm like reacting to things or acting impulsively, that's, the time to use it that I know I need to use it more time than ever. And like, sometimes I'll be like quick to be like, Oh, I need like this. 
I'm gonna need to get another cup of coffee so that I can do all these things. And I'm like, you know what? If I like stop myself and pause for a second and take a deep breath, I'm like, I actually need the exact opposite right now. And I need to slow things down and I'll do the 10 minute uh, meditation as well. And it's just like, you are a brand new person after so much calmer, seeing things so much clearer. Um, I can't, this is something that I can't stress enough that I really wish people, everyone would utilize and, and take, take the time to, to see how incredible it is and truly life-changing meditation is. It, yeah. It's believable, man. I, I agree a hundred percent. I think I let like what you said, like on the same notion of like, um, you have a lot of things to do. So you're like, Oh, I need to drink some caffeine so I can hurry up and get all these things done. I think what meditation I, as to be, I feel like to be successful, you want to move fast, but not be in a hurry. Yeah. That makes I like like, that. I like you want that. to, you want to be progressing consistently, what you always want to see progress and moving forward. Right. But you don't want to feel like you're rushing through everything. Right. If, if the way I, the example I, I use, like um, I use uh, with my clients is like when you're meeting new people, right? Like if there was a room of uh, say 30 people, you don't want to, <laughs> you're not going to like go around the room and say, Hey, nice to meet you. My name's Tyler. Hey, nice to meet you. My name's Tyler. You'll get nothing back, right? You won't yeah. receive anything in the end from it. Yeah. But if you actually made these like quality exemplary, like um, points of communication and interaction with that, with that person, it'll mean so much more in the long run. And you will gain so much more from it in the long run. So to be able to slow down, actually, in my opinion, is a huge tool that so many of us underutilize because as a society, right, we're caught up, especially living in the U.S. with a six or seven day work week <laughs> um, for most people. Um, you're just you're always going. You're always going. There's no time to slow. But that's what our brain needs. Like we're not meant to be stimulated 24 seven. 365 by uh caffeine and, and a cell phone it's as humans we're not so Dude, it's so uh, true oh my goodness yeah. brother i uh i couldn't agree more man and actually i wanted to ask also about so you did say that you do yoga um like you are teaching some yoga on the side dude mm -hmm. i love yoga as well i've been i really try to incorporate it um and i started doing a lot especially last year during corona when mm -hmm. i was locked in my house for uh, 10 days there and I was doing it every day. But so I want to ask you, man, like what's the, your process? Like, how did you go about learning to teach yoga? What are the different types of yoga too? Cause I know there's different types and how did you decide to choose the one that you did? And, and if you could elaborate on that, I'd love to hear it. Uh, yeah, for sure. So um, I've had my certification now for a few months. Um, I actually uh, received it by doing the uh, 200 hour course um, so there's a 200 and then there's a 500, uh, 500 is you want to be like mastery level. And then you can teach the course to other people. There's a lot of other things that come along with it too, basically, but that's, you know, generally speaking, the, uh, the baseline of it. Um, what got me into it was, um, I used to be someone who, again, when I was playing basketball and huge in athletics, like I, I, I stretched, but only out of necessity because I had injury. You know, if you think about it from a prehab standpoint, why wouldn't you just do it and then you don't get injured and then you feel great all the time? So that didn't happen um, at a young age. So as I got older and things didn't feel great, I, I needed to do more mobility. I started I started off doing mobility about once or twice a week. And then I was doing it about 
six times a week. And I was like, I really love this. And I, and I would do yoga kind of like here and there, like throw it in with it. Um, mobility and yoga are two separate things too. I do want to clarify that, but, um, yeah, really what got me into it is just like, I love, like you said, like, I love how I felt after. So I would go to a hot vinyasa yoga, which is also what I'm certified in, um, hot vinyasa, which is generally speaking, where there's a, a hot studio can be like 90 degrees, 85, 90, usually 90 degrees or so and more. Um, it was about 85 or more, I'd say actually, but, um, yeah, I, I just, I loved how I felt every single time when I did it. And the more consistently I did it, I felt like my posture felt better. Um, I'm standing up taller. I felt good moving on my day-to-day -day basis. Uh, I was recovering better from uh, my workouts, you know, getting the lactic acid out, just in motion in general. It just, you feel better once you move. Um, maybe I got a little taller, who knows? I'm not sure, man, but like, <laughs> it just, it really became a passion of mine. And from there I was like, well, this is something I would like to teach other people. And I, what, the way I felt as I was always like, if people see me doing it when I walk in and I don't even fit through the doorway, right? Like someone who's so big, like if he can move his body in this way, then they can definitely do it. You know what I mean? So um, it, for me, it was, it was another avenue to be able to, you know, within the, the space, um, the fitness you know, space, but to be able to uh, just help people and inspire others to want more, you know, for their own health. Um, so, yeah, so I got certified for, uh, by uh, Michelle Pollard um, up at uh, Studio Hot Boy Yoga in uh, upstate New York. Uh, she's absolutely amazing. And yeah, then from there, I've just been uh, just riding the wave and, and enjoying it. Um, as far as uh, types of yoga, I cannot name all of them simply because there's like hundreds of types of yoga. Um, but yeah, I chose this one because I love hot yoga. And I also love the, the best part about vinyasa yoga specifically is it's not just doing moves randomly. Like there's a progression for like the way in which I have like a format for which I set up my classes and there's a progression. So you're not just hopping into something that's extremely tough on your joints and you're not properly warmed up. Same as you would with a workout with a one-on-one -on -one client. Mm -hmm. Yeah, dude. I love it, man. I, I, I pretty much, uh, am strictly working with a DT Shah on Peloton shout out mm. to T Shaw's classes or slow flow <laughs> classes. Um, dude, I did also want to transition and I was going to bring this up with, cause I knew you both loved Tony Robbins and I was going to bring that up dude. but Ty, I really want to know. And I also saw your stuff about Simon Sinek and I wanted to ask you who has been some of the most influential people that you may or may not have ever met in your entire life, but people that have been super influential that you've loved learning from, whether in the fitness industry or just honestly, overall, overall life and mindset that have contributed and, and played a major part. Cause I know me and Chris have a ton of different mentors and people that we look up to and, and are trying to, to learn from each and every day, man. So I'd love to hear some of the people that have played key factors in your life. For sure. For sure. I think, um, starting say like more so like out of the fitness space and then I'll, I'll move into fitness space from there uh Sha Shaquille O'Neal was always my like I mean my role model my like everything growing up just because simply because of what he could do on the court he was so dominant I mean nobody could guard him you know um so Shaq was and height wise uh being I said again being seven foot like I, I I've been told my whole life so like I, I to some point, it's kind of like lonely because you're just, you're not, you, 
there's stuff I deal with on a day-to-day basis you guys wouldn't even think of. Yeah. Um, you're, just, you're, just, you're an oddity a little bit. I, you live in a world that's not built for you. So that being said, but uh, yeah, more so for that. But also as I've gotten older, I would say Shaq even still so more. And the reason being is because he's such a smart businessman. Um, he's made hundreds of investments and owns so many companies that you, you wouldn't even like know or you wouldn't even like think of. But if you just open your eyes, you see he's kind of in everything. He has a little bit of hand in everything and sponsorships and deals and all that. So as a businessman and the way he takes care of his family, um, uh, his, his father passed away and he kind of told me, you know, it's your responsibility to take care of the family now. And he obviously has the financial means to do so. And that to me, man, I mean, like that's what drives me. Um, you know, I, I got, I didn't obviously didn't get to the NBA, but I got to, you know, playing uh, professional basketball, which was the dream, right. To, you know, to play, to get paid, to play hoop. And for me, uh, just to be able to, to be able to, to have family and to be able to take care of your family, that like, that's what makes it all like important to me. Like when I would get tired or get super fatigued and needed, you know, something to help me keep going, excuse me. I just thought about my family. Like I don't, I don't do it for me. I got everything I ever need. I got to, I'm good with the simple stuff, good food. Uh, let me work out and just help people. <laughs> I don't need much else. I don't need flashy cars and all that. I like to travel. Um, but yeah, so I'd say more so on that side. And that's why uh, Shaq is definitely for that. Um, but as far as like in the fitness industry and moving into there, um, I would definitely, I have to say, and start off with uh, my um, my buddy, Adam Badger uh, of Badger Strength. He's actually, you know, in upstate New York as well. Um, he's definitely a role model of mine simply he's been running his own business for you know over I think four years five years now and you know I just you have to respect people that are able to you know take it out and do it on their own and you guys know you know as you running your own business is like a hundred percent different uh, than having you know being in a corporation and you know that comfortability that comes with that it is way different from that so um, yeah I mean and I think more you know bigger names and stuff within the fitness industry that, uh, you know, people can respond more like a Cody McBroom, a uh, very intelligent guy. I love his content, uh, his podcast, and, you know, just the, his approach to training, very thorough. Uh, Syed, Jordan is obviously one, you know, we're in a um, group together with him uh, in the way in which he's able to connect with people. Um, I really admire that. And uh, I feel like that's why he is so successful uh, to the level he is. And as far as other people in the fitness industry, hmm, I don't have any other ones that like kind of come off hand like right now. I'm sure if we like, you know, bounce ones, I'd be like, oh yeah, them too or them too. But I would say those are definitely, definitely main ones um, that like kind of stick out to me as far as like, you know, inspiration. And, but, you know, I also feel too, like I find inspiration, you know, from people who aren't, you know, big stars or yeah. people who aren't, you know what I mean? Um, just like, I mean, we live around heroes every day, man. The people, the, the people that are seen as, you know, stars and, and or celebrities or famous or whatever, like that stuff's cool and all that for like what they do and they're masters at what they do. But I mean, if 2020 showed me anything, I mean, every nurse is a hero. Every doctor is a hero. Every person that's in there trying to save someone else's life, you know? So again, in terms of inspiration, I think you can find it anywhere. Um, and that's why I think when, you know, when people are like, I, I don't feel motivated, um, to do this so I don't feel I mean it's it's just like well motivation's bullshit <laughs> motivation can be here for 30 seconds and gone in the in the, in the next two like it, it's gone it, it's discipline and 
being able to find the light within the darkness in every situation. Absolutely. Dude, that was a phenomenal answer, man. And I couldn't, I couldn't agree with you more, man. It's heroes, heroes all around us. And, and that's the, that's the whole purpose of what we're doing, right? Is we want to make an impact. And I think that's, it's so important for people to see people that you grew up with and, and people that you're surrounded with on a, a daily basis, um, really living true to themselves and, and trying to, and just seeing, cause it's so powerful to see that if someone you're close with or someone, you know, in your local community, if they can do it, why can't I do it? Because sometimes I feel like we're so far removed from the celebrities that you think that, that they were just born this naturally and, and gifted this way. And that's why me and Billy Floyd, we talk about all the time too. We love hearing, we love hearing the failures of those celebrities and of those people that made it because everyone just thinks it was this linear path and, and they were just yeah. naturally talented. Right. And you only see the highlights nowadays. You don't right. see when they got kicked down, when their businesses failed, when they got denied the role in the part and when they were um, homeless yeah. scrounging for, for quarters, like, there's just like, we don't see that part and people need to see that man yeah. so that they can believe that it's possible. I was listening to a speech the other day. I didn't even know this, but Walt Disney, I think yeah. bankruptcy three times and it was on the verge of committing suicide because he oh, like shit. literally like was under, he was like belly up and oh, now shit. look at Disney. Disney's like the biggest company and yep. you know, it's up Disney, there. Disney, Disney in order to like, uh, like start the park and like get like to get like that initial like investment stuff he pitched to over like 300 people no uh think about that 300 like most people are quitting after 30 sure 300 different financial like investors or like banks he went and talked to i think it was like you can look this up but it's like the 300 and like sixth one or something and that was the one so i think like that right there i'm getting goosebumps thinking about that like that right there goes to show like look man like even the the I mean, in Disney is like forget a celebrity. Like every single person in the world knows what Disney is. You know what I mean? Unless you're in like maybe a, a third world foreign country, and like three hundred, like that is crazy to me. Um, and it, yeah, like I, it is. Like I agree. Like the path is not linear, man. It's not at all. And a lot of times, these people who we see and who we put on the pedestal of being great, it was like because they were at nothing. They were they were at their lowest, and they and they had to make a change in order to be what they are now you know dude absolutely man and, and Ty, i don't want to take up too much of your time bro but i do have two uh, just a couple kind take of up as much of time as you need i got yeah. all the time that you need oh man dude i did want to ask you just a couple questions at the end here um what is some of the i'll start off with the negative i want to i want to end up on the positive but what's <laughs> some of what's some of like the worst advice you've ever received when it comes to anything like uh, health, training, mindset, some of the worst advice that you've ever mm. received that you wouldn't want anyone to fall into the trap of, of falling. Mm. It might be wow. to think about it for a second. I know, but I'm curious. Yeah, no, no, that's fine. Um, hmm, yeah, no, I like that. Um, so worst advice, I'm sure as I talk about it, my mind will just get out uh, going, oh, I mean, something as generic as like every time you go, oh, <laughs> no days off. No days off. Just yeah. that right there. Yep, <laughs> just yep. that, the whole notion of no days off, yeah. uh, no sleep, and all of that. And and again, like I, I know you guys can. I'm I'm that I'm that same notion. You can be like congruent with it and understand like what they are trying to 
allow people to proceed with it. But like, as far as like training and your actual health goals and your mental health, you need to have a day off. You need to rest. And rest doesn't mean you have to do absolutely nothing and just lay on the couch and, and zone out. But sometimes it does mean that. Um, but you can also find rest in motion. You know what I mean? You can find rest in doing things that aren't beating yourself down with hundreds of pounds in, in the weight room or um, it doesn't even have to be things that are physical. There's other ways to find, you know, I think mental rest for sure. So I think that's for one. Um, I mean, as far as like nutrition goes, oh man, speaking candidly, I, I was always told carbs are horrible. Carbs are bad. You know, that's why I think, you know, generally speaking, pick whatever diet allows you to stay the most consistent, but I don't agree very much. So like with keto, um, I think it, it forms very extremist type of ways of eating. And in general, um, I mean, everyone, most people, I think if I found a group of a hundred people, probably about 99 of them like carbs. So to say like, and tell people that like you can't eat carbs or like carbs are the enemy or any food group, I guess, for that matter, like trying to completely obliterate a whole food group and validate that as like, that's why you're not being successful. Um, so, you know, a lot of like these extremist ways of like trying to diet and get people to see results, uh, lose 20 pounds in 30 days. Um, or I mean, what else do we got? See, I said, I was like, when you get me thinking, yeah. it's yeah. going to go, um, the, the tummy belly creams, uh, uh <laughs> waist, waist trainers and all this other stuff. Yeah. I want to, I want to, I do want to, I want to put this on record and say it on a podcast. I'm going to use this platform right here to do so. Okay. A waist trainer is doing absolutely nothing but compressing your organs of your abdomen. So all the ladies that are out here doing hip thrusts and, and RDLs with, with waist trainers on, please take that shit off. You are hurting <laughs> yourself, you're ruining your health, and you're compressing your, your insides. That is literally all you're doing. You're not going to lose weight faster. You're going to sweat a little more. So there's that. <laughs> um, yeah, and it just, as far as like worst advice goes, I think those are like just like, that's not advice specifically i guess but like um yeah just thinking that like you can't do anything man and, and having a limited mindset because if you have the belief you can you just got to take action yeah dude those are great answers i'm gonna just do hit it from the other side and what's the what's the best advice to finish it off on the uh the positive always best advice i received okay um believe in yourself uh if you really want to go do something burn your bridges and hop in and um hmm, okay and then i think the the best one and this is one especially within the past say probably past like two three years i've really really tried to like grind into my own gears and, and put into my head is that it's not about the destination it's not about the angle life in general is about, it's about the process. It's not, and I'm not saying like, you know, trust in the process. Like, yeah, I do believe in that, but it, it is, it, it's doing, it's doing, enjoying and accomplishing the things you do on a daily basis. Like, it's not like you, I'm doing all this so I can get to this point and then I can like, just like relax. Like, it's like, no, you, you have to learn to enjoy the process within that 24 hours every single day for the rest of your life and find what allows you to do that. Mm -hmm. um because if you don't you're going to be miserable and it's not going to change like you have to, you have to take action like you are the creator of your own destiny you have control of your life 
if you want to do something, you have to be the one to take action. There's no one saving you. Um, there's no one coming to help you do whatever it is you want to do, whether it's start a business, uh, whether it's start your nutrition plan, whether you want to start working out. No one is going to do it for you. Like people will help you, but at the end of the day, for example, as a, as a nutrition coach, right, I can give you all the tools and all the knowledge I have, but I am physically not the one grabbing the fork and putting the food in my mouth. Or uh, I can even give you grocery lists and, you know, uh, food lists, recipes and all that, but I'm not, I don't have control of your money to go to the store. You know what I mean? So just realizing that you are in complete control of your future. Mm-hmm. Yo, dude, I, that was that was phenomenal, brother. I love those. I love every everything you just had to say there, man. You want to uh, give us some takeaways? Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I think the biggest takeaways here are uh, uh, really what you just said there, hitting the nails on the head. Um, I'm trying to recap that in my mind. I know there was a lot. There was we a got lot through a lot there. there. Um, I do like uh, that the, the no days off, the no sleep mentality isn't good so i'm gonna reiterate that because that's like the lifestyle i've been on now for a little while and, and trust me it doesn't feel good um i like uh um controlling your thoughts or so practicing meditation yoga i think is a big thing so if you're not doing that right now that's definitely something to look into um tyler you can hit him up on instagram because i'm sure he could help you out with that um, <laughs> if not, grab a book off the shelf tony robbins is the guy change your state change your life and you are the writer to your own story. So you have everything that you need. You control your story. You have the pen. You're holding it. And get out there and uh, write the best one that you can because we only get one of them. Let's go. That was a phenomenal, phenomenal ending, my friend. And Ty, where can people find you, bro? I miss that. Yeah, for sure. So, um, guys, you can find me directly on my website. It is uh, Nourish with Ty. So N-O-U-R-I-S-H with Ty. No spaces, no nothing. Um, Instagram, uh, T Hammett underscore 20. Um, is my personal page, which I use, uh, generally speaking, most of the time, and uh, my business page as well, which is uh, just Nourish with Ty. You can check me out there. Um, and soon, also, I'll, I'll give a uh, just a little uh, a little sneak peek, a little uh, little peek into the future. Um, I also will have my uh, my podcast up and rolling too, Fit on the Fly with Ty. Let's go. Airing soon, and uh, these lovely gentlemen will be on there as well. So. Uh, yeah, check me on all platforms, Facebook. I'm I'm everywhere. Basically, <laughs> it's an absolute pleasure to talk with you, brother. It's always uh, you're always uh, you're always glowing, my friend. You're always glowing, man. You always put everyone in a better uh, mood after after seeing you, and your energy is contagious. Yeah, absolutely, just gonna say that. Yeah, dude, I'm so so thankful to to have met you, man. And like I said and started with, I it was destiny to be under your wing, guy. And I can't wait to uh, to see how our journeys unfold, man. I'm always here for you, and. Uh, Super grateful for you, my friend. Thank you, sir. I appreciate you guys having me on. Thank you, fellas. Thank you, brother.